Last week, the hospital that I work for recognized a two-year anniversary of treating the, one of the very first COVID patients in the Bay Area. Why do you think they wanted to, um, to acknowledge this? In all that they were sharing, they wanted to let people know how far they had actually come. As hard as it is now, and as, as we're pressing into yet this additional surge, um, they wanted to remind everyone within the hospital, and even those outside the hospital, where we had actually come during that time. Acknowledge the difficulty of the beginning, that there was a lot of trial and error because we'd never seen this disease before. And then that turned into innovation and new ways of doing things. And then they shared that among not only our hospital and all the different units we were on, but other hospitals. And developed teams between the hospitals and developed a unity that they hadn't actually dealt with before. There'd been so much competition before, but now everyone was in the same boat and they actually developed a camaraderie that they hadn't had before. All to in an effort to achieve whatever the best outcomes. And that teamwork made a difference. So remembering where we started from often helps us and encourages us um, to keep going um, in, in, in tough times um, or um, just reminds us that we got through tough times and that we can again because we've grown since then. That's one of those things that we've learned in the midst of, of this surge. We grow from past experience. Each past experience prepares us for what's coming ahead. And as Christians, as believers, it's the same thing. We are called to learn and grow from our experiences, both personally and corporately, as the church. As the church is better to be able to share the gospel as the good news of Jesus. And sometimes it can be hard to remember that it's actually good news, because not everyone kind of sees that. And that's one of those reasons why, um, why we have each other and why um, it's so important to remember the past. Our scriptures are very helpful in kind of delineating different, different ways of looking at this idea of, of growing and responding of how to share the good news. Nehemiah is one of my, has been one of my favorite Old Testament books. Um, it's, it's one where um, Nehemiah is when the second group of exiles have returned to Jerusalem. And the part that we read today is right after they spent um, several months. The, fir in the first one, they rebuilt the temple so that it could be used. The second group, 
what they realized is, yeah, it's there, but we're not safe. So they spent, Nehemiah was the governor. He came and led this group and he led all these people and they built, rebuilt the wall all around Jerusalem so that they could be safe. And it was only then, once they felt at least somewhat safe, that they turned to the spiritual um, to care for them. And that's what we heard today, was that um, inside these walls um, that they had built, and that was not an easy thing to do either, <laughs> to, get those, to get those walls built. Um, but together they did that. And then it's like, okay. So then it was a matter of re just reading scripture and the people's response to that, um, just from the words and understanding what those words were, was remembering, it's like, all this happened, we came back from this exile, and it's like, is there hope? Is there, you know, did we come back for a futile reason? And hearing God's word and the fact that there was a hope and a plan, they didn't know what it was going to look like, but what did they do? They bowed down in worship. And... Um, and some were in tears, kind of that lament, lamenting what had happened, you know, the whole necessity of the exile and why that was. They lamented and ultimately they, they were repenting, but they also rejoiced because it's like, no, wait a minute. He has brought us through and we have another chance. We have another chance at this. Um, it's, it's a very powerful picture and it kind of reminds us that we both individually and corporately um, can do this together and that's where the strength is is to do things together um, as a church, as a body in that the gospel comes from a different side of this here we're talking about Jesus and you know right where he comes in that where the passage starts is Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in case you're not sure where this is in the gospel is he returns from his time in the wilderness when he was tempted. And it was through that temptation that he grew in strength and knowledge of who he is and confirmation so that when he was there, it was all in the power of the Spirit that he was able to go forth in his ministry. And he proclaimed publicly why he came. And to summarize that whole passage was, he came to heal the brokenhearted, those without hope and without a confirmation of what was going to go on. The Messiah was here and he's proclaiming that he is that one. The people didn't understand it, but this was the declaration that, um, that this is why he was sent and, and this is what was coming forward in that. We all have a different story of how we came to know Jesus and to follow him or those that are still learning about him and make, trying to make a decision about following him. But one thing that we all have in common is that he tends to find us in our brokenness. There is something that we realize 
And that can be all sorts of different things, but it's in that brokenness. And it's through that and our rejoicing of how he speaks into that and heals that, that that overflowing thankfulness that we then share that with others. The love that we received from God, from Jesus, is what kind of bubbles over and shares to those who we come in contact with. One of the things that this um, pandemic has shown me that we, that we hear about all the time is how fractured our society really was, how, how, many, um, how much brokenness was always under the surface, and now it is so evident. And it's, it's, at times it's been overwhelming for me when I see this and realize, wow, what a place for the church to stand up. Now, unfortunately, even the church as a whole, I'm not saying us in specifically, the church as a whole has been somewhat fractured and have not always had the best response to it. But there is a brokenness and the, the opportunity to offer the hope of the gospel is, is there. And it looks a lot of different ways. And in some ways, it can be helping people who don't have the food because people were, have been hit in their health, um, you know, physically, financially. Um, we've been hit politically, been hit racially. We have been hit um, emotionally. And it's like, where is the hope coming from? In the epistle, when Paul writes to the Corinthian church, he is saying that the church is like a body, that every single person has a purpose, and it's both um, locally and um, globally um, in that. One of the things I've seen a lot in my work at the hospital, um, particularly in these last couple of years, is this sense that a lot of believers um, have become kind of kind of that Lone Ranger um, Christian because they you know they've seen something in the church that they've been hurt by and they've just given that up, but they still believe. And sometimes I've been awfully surprised at actually how scriptural their faith actually is. They're a part of no community, but um, but their faith is strong. But when times come where they need a community, they don't have that community. Um, and so that's opened my eyes to how important it is um, um, to being part of a fellowship and a church because we need to support each other. Um, as Paul wrote, we need to rejoice when others rejoice and we need to mourn when the others mourn, that we support them. And out of that is how we serve those who aren't in a fellowship, whether they believe or not yet. We can offer that we can rejoice with them, we can mourn with them, we can love them. That love that um, that Jesus commanded us, as He commanded to His disciples, and then um, by extension to us, um, to love one another as he, as Jesus, loves us. It's not just, lo not just love our neighbors as ourselves, but to love 
each other, love the church and those who are brokenhearted, because that's who Jesus came and that's who we're called to come to, to love them as Jesus has, has loved us and to hold on to that. Lots of times it's hard to, um, to recognize we can get caught up in what we're doing. But, but if we remember how Jesus came to us, it makes it a lot easier to reach out to others. Many of you know that I, um, 10 years ago, most of you have only known me two years or less, um, mostly in this community. Um, you probably wouldn't have recognized me 10 years ago. I was one who was, I was in a wheelchair almost full time, barely got out of the house, um, and was just struggling to hold everything together. I had two youngish kids, um, husband, um, who had had to take over. Um, I got very, very sick, and the doctor, everything the doctors tried, I only kept getting worse and worse and worse. Despite a lot of prayer, I got worse for quite a few years. Until, um, until I didn't. And all of a sudden, um, through a lot of healing, God turned that around and um, literally almost overnight was the change started. Um, and then took about a year to fully, fully recover. Now I'm, um, well, when I haven't hurt my leg, I can run three miles. Whereas at one time I was stuck in a wheelchair and couldn't even walk across my house. Um, God healed that. He healed emotionally. He healed me emotionally. He healed me physically and then called me to do something different. I was a nurse before I got sick. Um, and then he said, now you need to care for souls. That's where I want you. Um, and that's why I'm a chaplain now, um, in the hospital, because that's the space that I know best. And that's what he prepared for me. It's what each of us, all of our experiences in the past prepares us for each new thing he has for us and in our community that we can support each other. It was because of my church supporting me, supporting my family. How many people came and took my kids for a day away from me because I couldn't do it? Supporting as those needs came up. Um, that it's so hard that that brokenhearted um, to do that. that they, they were helping. I was brokenhearted because I couldn't keep going. I wanted to. I did the best I could, but I was very limited. Um, and now I can do that both. I can now minister to people inside the church as well as outside the church and to share that there's more here. There is a hope here. That's kind of that theme that I have in my chaplain ministry is hope. Um, I have that up in my office. When people come down the hall and I have my door open, I have this, the first thing they see on the wall is hope. Um, and, you know, they're not sure what exactly that means, but I know what that means. Um, and I, I share that. Um, I meet people where they're at. You know, it's not, a, um, you know, always speaking the gospel all the time, but walking it out is what it is. Um, and we can all do that. We all have people in our lives that we run into, even if it's in a two-minute thing. Um, you know, I've even run into people in the bank um, that all of a sudden they, 
they're just having an awful day. And um, there's something that I say that they turn to me and say, oh my gosh, that made such the biggest difference. You never know what's going to happen. But in all of this, in all of this, um, I just want to offer that to remember um, that it's both corporate and personal, but we work together in it. And it's all about serving those who are hurting. Because that's when you become open to something different. It's when we have to guard our hearts when we're hurting to make sure we keep pointing ourselves to God. And that's when community helps. But when others are hurting, that's when you can come along inside them and let them know that there is hope and there is love out there in the midst of all that's going on. And so I offer that. I don't know where you may be, um, whether you're in a place where you're looking for somewhere to minister or you need ministry yourself. Um, but to be open and to sharing where you're at so that others can support you um, and to be listening for those that are around us so that we can um, follow Jesus' example of responding to that. Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.